0: What if every day you had the chance to experience more love and intimacy in your life? We're going to be sharing stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. Enjoy this podcast with Dawn Richard. Wake up to real love.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Dawn Richard, also known as The Awakening with Dawn. And this is the Wake Up to Real Love podcast, where we share stories of struggles and triumphs in love, sex, and relationships, along with expert advice to create more conscious connections. I am super excited to introduce my next guest. Uh, We just had a little dance party before (laughs) to liven things up and dance to joy. Um, My beautiful friend, Ellen Serena. she is the creator and founder of litupenrichacademy.com and, and is on a mission to activate light workers to unleash their soul's purpose and natural money-making gifts to create luscious wealth and well-being. We have so much to talk about, Ellen. Welcome,
0: Ellen. Thank you, gorgeous goddess. Thank you for having me today.
1: <laughs> How was that dance party so for you?
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love I think anything that's kind of dancing, singing, musical, painting, all of that sort of stuff just really gets the energy going and yeah and shifts your vibration into joy and playfulness. So thank you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're welcome. So I so I was gonna ask you because I didn't even actually know that you, you're a painter.
0: Yeah, so I'm not I think It's interesting, like we, when when we're talking about paint and stuff, people instantly assume like an artist who paints pretty pictures or put things on the wall. Uh Um, But something that I've been um, learning and being a steward of my mentors teaching me at the moment is using art and paint to access the subconscious mind and your multidimensional self um, to really heal and release um you know really old toxic stuff that doesn't serve you but in a really fun playful way so it's um I've been finding now I'm incorporating that tool into a lot of my healing work because it's very fun, it's playful, but it can heal and shift stuff very, very very quickly. Um, and so it's not pretty painting or anything like that. It's very messy. It can be very organic um, like you can be throwing paint, moving it, crying, howling um, some painting sessions I've done, it almost feels like an exorcism, <laughs> like all this kind of stuff coming out.
1: Rage.
0: Wah. Rage, like heavy church dogma, religious control stuff like it's been fascinating some of the stuff that comes out in the painting and so you like basically just let it flow and you find that it really just opens you up into this really beautiful energy of creativity and flow and divine connection and you can also then open up to receive divine guidance as well so i find after every painting you'll always get like an answer to any questions that you might have or guidance on something that you can do to create like it's really beautiful and powerful way to heal um, so that's a medicine that's starting to come through in our mainstream society. So I'm really excited to be a steward of that.
1: How do you help people um, stop from just trying to paint in the lines? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So I think what um I know when I was first learning the technique, I kind of because my background is I'm also a landscape architect designer, so you know, we're very kind of that creative mind and and I'm very much a perfectionist and a control freak in a lot of ways. And so I remember when my teacher who passed this medicine on to me was, um, you know, I was painting and then I suddenly got halfway through the painting. I felt all this resistance come up and I said, I can't go anymore because it looks pretty now and I don't want to go, like I don't want to mix up the colours. And she was like, sweetheart, this isn't for a pretty painting. This is you purging and healing your stuff. She said, I don't care how ugly and messy it is, you keep moving that paint and it was actually interesting as i released each layer of old belief systems and patterns and toxicity it was like the painting kind of changed with that and released and by the end of it it kind of up on this really kind of very splattered color, and I could see that was my new inner garden of creation of abundance and well being and prosperity um, that was on the other side of all that junk. So, it's yeah. When you're doing the painting, you can feel a lot of stuff coming, a lot of resistance and perfectionism, and oh, you know. But it's not about that. It's it's a medicinal tool to heal and release anything that doesn't serve. So, and so are yeah, you? Ta- are you
1: talking the whole time while you're throwing paint on the? No.
0: No, it's generally like depending on what area that you want to heal or release. So sometimes I might be something on the family lineage from your mother, your father, around money, abundance, prosperity, um, relationships. It can be any area of your life. And generally like um so... The format that, like I've learned from my mentors is called the Creative um, Alchemy or Fire Tree method, and was originally created by Melissa D'Antony. Um But what you basically do is get a big piece of paper, and you could write down how you're feeling, or you know, people you hold resentments against, and then you just get the paint and you paint over that, and you just keep moving it and going with it, and you know, until you feel kind of it's it's done, and you'll find that you just you'll know when it's like left your being because suddenly where there was that anger or resentment or fear or pain or suffering is replaced by this incredible peace and well-being and love and flow. And it's like, oh, I'm relieved of that. And I didn't have to go to years of therapy or counselling or try to fucking meditate my way out of it. I just did it through pain. So um, this is something I'm really excited about to share with other people at the moment as well is a really beautiful healing tool to start shifting that. That's fun and playful. You don't have to think about it. You come into your body. How where where
1: do you feel where do you feel those emotions in your body while you're it
0: it? it can be anywhere? Um it's not so much like you're kind of so like your feminine energy is your creative energy, it's your flow. Like she's kind of like the energy that brings ideas and is your emotional body. So when you're kind of when you're doing the painting, it's almost like you go into an altered state of consciousness. It's almost like you kind of, you're just going with it. Like, it's hard to explain. So you're not- Almost really, like not a meditative about, state? Yeah, it's it's really, it's, it's a really beautiful state to kind of be in. It's like, you're just going with the flow. Like you're letting whatever needs to come out just to come out and be released on all levels. Like there's no kind of thinking about it, analyzing it, trying to feel where is it in the body? um it's just energy so you're letting it go and flow out of your body through the paint through that energy and purifying your system in that really incredible multidimensional way so who would have thought paint <laughs> could do that because i think when we think of paint like initially when you were asking that you know is it you know painting pretty pictures and things like that it's like no it's it's like a medicinal healing tool um, so it's very, very powerful. Yeah. I was going to say it
1: probably remind, uh, would remind me of, um, Monet's paintings that are so layered, you know, it's just like layered and millions of colors and textures and all of that kind of stuff. Cause every, every time, every time I see one of his paintings, I think, yeah, I should do that because that seems like a great way to just like on the, you know, on the canvas. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I highly recommend. Sometimes you'll find some paintings who just have so much paint layered and layered and layered, and it's like this big ooey gooey thing. But it's really interesting. I've always found as well. Like you start to draw like symbols or like patterns and kind of ideas will start to come to you. Or if you feel stuck anywhere in your life, it'll open up the creative flow. Um, but yeah definitely it's like and some of those paintings as well like can be really like big and messy so I always say to people you know get a big piece of butcher paper and go and get some like you can just go to like Target or Kmart I think in America you guys have those those stores yeah and just buy a set of kids acrylic paint and just splash it out and just have some fun with it and just Yeah, it's really, really fun, playful, powerful way to actually heal. Um, So that's a medicine I've been recently called to teach, um, especially around healing and releasing around money issues, abundance, you know, self-worth, sex, God, creativity, because I find those areas, a lot of people hold on to a lot of, a lot of
1: like What were we just talking about? Judgment, shame, blame, criticism, guilt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we've been told money is evil and unspiritual. Sex is, you know, perverted, dirty, evil and and unspiritual. Yeah, exactly. God is like some big dude on a cloud with a big cane waiting to beat the shit out of you if you step out of line. (laughs) It's like, and creativity is, oh, it has to be perfect and polished and pretty and, you know, like or you have to do a degree in order to be creative or something. Whereas we're all naturally creative, every single one of us. I mean, you look at children, they just, paint they play they don't give a shit i was, was gonna say create. like those
1: kindergartners or preschoolers that are just like
0: ah! they're in the flow
1: <laughs> but but this is but this is the thing i i actually um i don't know do, do have you heard of julia cameron she wrote the artist no. way uh she talks no. about creativity is this um no spirituality artist, let me think about this. Sorry. <laughs> the spiritual pathway, the spiritual pathway to higher creativity, because she said it is all connected because I, I think when you, as an adult, you know, we, we get it like, I don't want to say beat out of us, but you know, you, because actually I remember in sixth grade, I was like, I don't know how to draw a house, you know, like a box, a 3d box. Like I couldn't do that. I'm not artistic. I'm not creative yet. I was dancing, you know, a million days a week. That's a little creative.
0: (laughs) Um, It's very creative. Yeah.
1: But some people will say, I'm not creative. You know, I don't paint. I don't dance. I don't write. I don't sing. I don't play a musical instrument or whatever. Like we think this very narrow perspective of what is creativity. So, can you talk about what other kinds of creativity there are that people can tap into to reconnect Mm -hmm. to themselves?
0: Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, even if I think you have explained it beautifully there that we have these labels on what it is to be creative. I mean, they're just one forms. And, you know, I think I was saying to someone once, you know, just even you being alive is creative. Like the one that created you. I mean, you yourself are a masterpiece of creation. Oh, like <gasps> well, thank
1: your, you. Know,
0: no, <laughs> uh, you know, all your beautiful, your, your body is like, a creation itself and so even when you're living in the present moment and you're just enjoying this beautiful moment as it is and you're appreciating what you have you know you're creating and manifesting you know more of that what you're appreciating and focusing on so you know even um I think what's coming through as well is that we always, all of us, every single one of us, every single moment, every day, we're always creating and we're always manifesting through our thoughts, our feelings and emotions, our subconscious mind. So, And the way that we do that, so whatever you choose to to focus on, give thought to, believe in, give energy to, Um, is what you're creating. So for example, if you're focused on lack and scarcity and poverty consciousness and, and shaming and victimhood and all of that, then and you've got those feelings of anxiety and unworthiness then that's what you're creating and manifesting more of and it's the same as that you can then use your thoughts and your emotions to focus on abundance and prosperity and love and well-being and gratitude and those are going to create those beautiful joyful emotions that are in alignment with the truth of who you really are and that's going to create and manifest more of that so we're all creators we're all manifestors and we all have that power within us to do that so it's not necessarily something outside of us or external like painting or, you know, writing or musical, it's actually something that starts from within us. And I think things that are like, you know, art and music and painting and all that, those forms can help us to access the formless dimension within us. Mm. So the creative dimension that's naturally there within us, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. So it's, we're always creating and our thoughts and our emotions are very powerful and that's what we're creating with as well. So if you don't like something in your life, you're not happy with something in your life, change your thoughts, release your energy, your emotions, and then the external world will respond to that and things will shift and change. I think so,
1: most yeah. people, that was really a beautiful, um, a, a beautiful way of talking about this, Ellen, because I think a lot of people really look externally, you know, as opposed to, uh, as opposed to saying, I'm co-creating my reality. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want that responsibility or no, I, why, you know, like, that's not my fault. <laughs> I mean, cause this is, <laughs> this is the thing, you know, because, because you, because you can say like very traumatic things happen. And I, mm-hmm. you know, this is where I think like, did I, especially for young kids, especially for people that are you know, like bad things happen to good people. And you think, how did mm. they co-create that? So that's mm. the part where I go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's,
0: it's also, oh, sorry.
1: No, no, go ahead.
0: I think there's, you know, there's so much to the eye that we can't, so there's so much that we can't actually see. And a lot of what actually creation and manifesting actually first happens in the etherical realms and in the the, the realms that you cannot see. Mm-hmm. And so there's this sort of process. I think um, Abraham Hicks talks about it beautifully. And they say that when you have a desire or anything that you want to create or manifest, whether it, it's wanted or unwanted, and you put that out into the vortex or into the energy realms, it's instantly answered. It's instantly there already in the energetic realms. And then it's your job to get into an alignment to to receive it into the physical so it's by getting into the alignment like feeling as if you already have it now believing you already have it now and so a lot of us kind of affirm oh tomorrow or next year or next month or yesterday and we're always kind of in a past and future that doesn't exist but your life is now and what we're actually looking for we think oh when i have more money or when i have the perfect partner or when i have this then i'll feel happy then i'll feel right. fulfilled then i'll feel whole but it's actually you are actually not wanting that. You're actually looking for a feeling and you can actually cultivate that emotion and that feeling of what you desire right now. And that's by tuning your thoughts into that, which you desire and affirming as if it's already now. And then from that place of already feeling it, then you enjoy playing with that energy and then you move with that and you enjoy the journey you don't care about the really much the destination anymore and then when it does manifest physically you're like oh it's extra cherry on the cake bonus but i've already felt like that anyway so what we're being all called to now in our world is we're being called to let go of the material external for our source of abundance or well-being or our love and we're being forced to turn home to source which is within us you know you are your source of love and abundance and prosperity and well-being and a lot of people are in a lot of pain right now because they've been so identified with the ego and the material for their source. And so that's all being stripped. And so people are really, ah,
1: they're, they're lost. To- they're lost.
0: Yeah, a lot of pain, absolutely. And it's turning within and healing. You know, this is an opportunity on a global scale to heal very deep old patterns that no longer serve the collective. And we either go into the wounds. And I remember it was an Aboriginal community up here. I heard an elder woman, a medicine woman from one of the Indigenous communities where I live. And she was saying that you heal through the wound. You know, if you want change, you've got to go into the wound and, and you heal through the wound. But a lot of us are sort of conditioned to suppress the wound and bottle it up and right. numb it with drugs and alcohol and sex. Right. And, right. You know, but our wound is where our power is. We've got to go into the wound to heal the wound.
1: Well, and and you need to feel it to heal it.
0: Yes, I love that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. <laughs> feel it to heal it. I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, be, because because if you're not feeling it, that does mean that you're suppressing it, you know. And so, like the list of things that you said—the addictions, the depression, the anxiety, the uh, you know the sex, the like all looking looking at all these external things either to numb you, numb you, yeah, or to fill you up in a way that could never possibly fill you up
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's like it's it's all from within first and mm-hmm. then out like it's yeah and that's what we're all realizing on a mass scale mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable people don't people don't want to go there but that's where your gold is whatever you fear whatever you feel uncomfortable is what you need to clear in order to get to the next level
1: because I mean we were talking about this before you know talking about the ways that all of us you know carry this sense of shame or unworthiness or judgment about ourselves and um I know you've experienced that in your own life it's like how do you how do you say I mean what was the point in your life where you said I don't want to live this way anymore like how what what happened
0: bless there's been lots of those (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no I know it's not actually, I know it's not one it's like a lifetime journey right
0: never ending and I think that's the beauty like we're all here to play and create and contrast gives us that opportunity to realize what we want and what we don't want anymore and kind of then it's that process of going okay getting clear on what is it that I desire um and looking within and feeling into that, like we we're just talking about before, getting to that feeling of it first, and sort of then clearing and letting go of the old. And I think one I mean, one of the biggest probably fuck this, I'm done, was I remember when I found myself um, dumped by a narcissistic relationship, single, pregnant, having to go on welfare, and you know, and I'm I'm, you know, I'm no spring chicken, I'm in my, you know, 30s. And I felt this incredible shame and this incredible um, you know, guilt and that, you know, oh my God, I'm at this age and I'm starting to scratch all over again. And having my son and being a single mompreneur was one of the, actually the greatest gifts that happened to me because it called me to really heal and release all the old kind of, even like patriarchal wounding that as women, we've been told, you know, you're a um, shame on the family or a blight on the family if you're unmarried and you're, you're pregnant, um, you know, you're going to be single and broke and struggle to survive and get by. And I realised those were all really toxic beliefs. And I thought, right. you know what, I'm not going to believe those thoughts anymore. I'm not going to carry that, that, that conditioning anymore because thoughts are just options. And whatever thoughts we choose to believe in, we then feed and we create. So I thought, well, I have that choice that I can go down that road and be a single mom, staying on welfare, being a victim, surviving till I get by, thinking the world's against me. Or I can let that go and go, you know what, I'm a very strong, powerful, creative woman. I'm going to fucking do whatever it takes to clear the fear, pain and limits I'm holding on to and rise up into my highest potential. And I'm going to serve and I'm going to heal. I'm going to create and I'm going to be one fucking powerful woman. And if people are uncomfortable about that, that's their problem. And when I made that decision, it's like the divine will take, took a thousand steps towards me and lined me up with support. Abundance started to flow in. Opportunity started to flow in. Things started to shift You know, and it's just beautiful to witness. So, and then you realise everything starts from within you and it's like an inside job and then it goes from there. So I think that was, yeah, one of my biggest pivots in the recent times of that, you know, I can go down the road of being a victim or I can take what I've been given and run with it and grow from it and evolve from it and become even more strong and powerful and creative because of it. Um, And as you know, being a mother as well, like when you have a child, it's like especially when you're pregnant, like one of the things that I really pissed me off about the patriarchal medical system was, oh, it's just your hormones. And I'm like, when you become pregnant and become a mother, it is a massive ascension. It is going to bring up your family's crap, anything that's unresolved in your lineage, um, a lot of pain, a lot of stuff. Like it's not just, you know, and you yourself are going to be birthed into becoming a mother. You're going through a yeah. massive birth yourself. right? And in our society, we're not given that space. You know? and even the doctors were like oh he hasn't arrived by our date and I said well you know where you can shove your date because according to my moon chart he's due on the new moon so I'm going with that and sure enough he arrived on the new moon <laughs> but they were like oh no you need to you need to be induced you need to get oh, him going and I just thought yeah no, trust yourself as a woman trust your body your intuition you know it knows
1: Okay. How do we, how do we do that? Because this is what we were talking about, right? That's that we've spent lifetimes and generations of distrusting ourselves because we haven't been valued and honored in, you know, in our intuitive gifts, in our, in our feminine wisdom. So, so many of us uh, don't trust ourselves. We don't listen to ourselves. We, um, I, I talked about this last week in a, in a group, it's like we're put into this box that other people think we should live in, right? And yeah. when we don't live in this box according to everyone else, then something's the matter with us.
0: We're crazy.
1: <laughs> we're, cr- we're crazy, we're hysterical, we're too sensitive, we're, you know, we're too much of this or not enough of that and so and and i always joke and i'm like who is they anyways <laughs> that, that tells us about the box you know who who is they that defines where we should show up and how we should operate in the world so how do we as women learn to learn to first of all be quiet enough be quiet enough to actually listen to our own intent, yeah. you know, our intuition, because we're so busy doing and taking care of everybody else. That's like, yeah. what about taking care of me? What about being in alignment with myself? What about co-creating in my own, you know, like what do I want and, and dream about in my life? How do we yeah. as women do
0: Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. I'm so glad you asked that question because that's, Um, also so we have our masculine energy which is our doing energy and our feminine energy is our being energy and we've been so out of balance with that and we've been told as women you know you have to work hard to prove yourself worthy or valuable enough you have to work hard to make money or you know be seen as worthy in the eyes of others so One of the things actually that I found that's been really powerful healing is to heal, like you come home within first, but come down back into your womb space. You know, your womb is your power. It's the seat of your subconscious mind. And men also actually have an energetic womb space, which is the subconscious mind, which is the portal of creation, feminine frequency of God consciousness. So there's a lot of power down there. And so one of the things I sort of always invite women to do is, you know, reconnect back down into your your womb space and start to heal your relationship, like start to understand your cycle, your relationship to the moon because the moon is actually feminine energy and she has a flow of rest and action period. And I always love to teach women that within your womb space you actually have four women and I call them the queen, um, the wild woman, the Oracle and the Magical Maiden. And it's those four women in your womb space that actually come out at certain phases of the moon. So, for example, your Wild Woman is what society has labelled as PMS and that's when you feel really agitated and angry and you want the whole world to fuck off, yeah, (laughs) pull your hair out and everything pisses you off. But that phase in your cycle is the part of your wild woman bringing up your stuff that you need to heal and release because when you come into your oracle phase, um, that's your phase when you bleed or even if you're not bleeding anymore, you'll still have that phase where your bleed time is actually very powerful. It's when you open up the portals and dimensions you can access divine guidance. So the wild woman comes in and cleans out anything that no longer serves you and then you come into your oracle phase To receive that guidance and sort of that wisdom and that time out and you want to sleep and rest during that phase of your cycle You know that um, that's not your doing time And then when you come out of that rest time you come into magical maiden time when you feel like spring You feel like oh, I'm starting to feel a bit excited I want to get things done and then you come into your queen phase who just wants to have lots of sex Creativity birth things as well. She's like action 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 and then it goes back down into the, the, the other four women. So we have as women, we're not dudes. We can't do all the time. So I guess in answer to your question, how can we start to, to tune back in is we're healing our relationship with our bodies, with our natural cycles, connection to Grandmother Moon, um, the ebbs and flows. And when you start to heal that relationship, you'll start to notice a pattern in your life when you need to sleep and rest and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's usually Wild Woman and Oracle Phase. And your action phase is your queen and your magical maiden time. So when you can do that, you start to come back into balance. So I know I've kind of gone into a detailed explanation there. No, <laughs> but no, that's just, perfect. Just to summarize, but our, our, just to summarize you,
1: you our, can actually
0: do an exercise for 12 weeks uh-huh. if you just record the date, the moon phase, so just get a moon app on your phone, uh, the date, the moon phase, and how you're feeling. And then if you do that every day for 12 weeks, you'll then look back and you'll see your cycle and you'll see your pattern and you'll go, oh, so when the moon is the new moon, I just need to sleep and rest and bleed. (laughs) When the moon's full, I feel really sexy and I want to have lots of hot sex or pleasure myself or whatever it is and be creative. So you'll see the pattern. So I highly recommend women especially to start doing that and that will heal your relationship with your body
1: and and come out of doing Do you think that all women are on the same cycle or no, it just depends on, it depends on your own. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be, and some women because of the the contraceptive pill hormones, um, trauma, all sorts of things. Like, I mean, I have um, some clients in mind, they, you know, because of, um, you know, menopause and things that don't bleed anymore or um, younger women who, um, because of severe endometriosis, haven't had a proper bleed or anything like that. But I always encourage women. I say, you know, these things are manifestations of something deeper and often is because women are disconnected to that, that powerful place within themselves. And mm-hmm. so that trauma and that unresolved crap Manifests these things so if you can heal your relationship with the seat of your power your womb space and start to tune into the your and record that pattern so even if you don't bleed anymore even if you're all over the shop or whatever you will still have a cycle to grandmother moon and you'll notice the patterns of when you want to sleep more when you want to be more active and then when you understand your own cycle there's this beautiful flow starts to take place so you no longer force yourself. You no longer push yourself. There's no longer kind of this guilt if you want to sleep and rest. Right, like when right. I'm like, yeah. So when I'm on my bleed time, I'm like, I'm in my red fucking tent. Everyone can fuck off. I'm not interested in the world. This is my time to rest, to be, to channel guidance, and to sleep. And you think about our ancestors. They had the red tents, and they'd invite. Right. You know, that was their time to commune and receive divine guidance. But we've been told your bleed's dirty. It's wrong. Oh, just. And I'm like, no, it's fucking powerful. <laughs> yeah, well, that's
1: that's the purging, right? It's it's that release because if you bleed, your body's getting rid of the stuff that doesn't it doesn't need anymore, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so and so and, so, and I, wh- while you were talking, I was like, every single aspect of that we're judged for. Yeah. yeah. Every single absolutely. Aspect. So it's like. So you judge yourself and then other people judge you. And so then mm-hmm. this is this is part of this, you know, F the patriarchy. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> exactly. Well about yeah. the Wild Woman PMS. We've been told, oh, you're crazy and and wrong and weird and out there, you need to be contained and controlled. Uh-huh. The Oracle, your bleed phase, you've been told it's dirty and disgusting and shameful. And then magical maiden is like. You know you need to be serious and work hard and you know there's no time for play and then your queen it's like oh you know sex is you know being sexual in that you're a whore or a slut or there's something wrong with you like it's like exactly I'm glad you brought that up because yeah it's so true yeah,
1: yeah being so ashamed. yeah so every you know I I think that we we all ebb and flow in our lives all of us period mm-hmm. period get it haha no I'm just yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, but, but we do, we all ebb and flow. And for some reason, you know, when, for, for instance, this weekend, my daughter was sick and I've been working really hard trying to create my business and launch my business and, you know, create my challenge that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And, um, and this weekend I, I just said, you know what, I hardly ever spend time with, her. she's 17, she likes hanging out with her friends, she doesn't really like hanging out with me that much, uh, even though we get along really well. And, um, and I said, you know what, I just need to be with her. So we totally binge watch Gilmore Girls all weekend. Love it, I love and it, there, yes. and there And there are seven seasons of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I said I said to her this out uh, this morning I was like I can't watch all day like I st- I have some work that I need to do but really try really trying to stop myself from judging myself this weekend like no I really feel called to just be with her you know, just to spend time with her and watch this silly show about a mother and a daughter and, you know, they're a little bickering, not bickering, but playing off of each other and teasing each other. And, you know, the daughter acts like the mom sometimes, which my daughter acts like the mom a lot. She's like, I'm more of a mom than you are. And I was like, yeah, but I'm so fine.
0: <laughs> But really oh, I
1: just, but really just accepting where you are in each given moment
0: yeah absolutely being with being in the now like your life is always now and I think that's the thing is that if we're called to rest and relax like honor that and there's no but you know those but then those patterns of oh you must be going should, and doing all the should, time should,
1: should I should
0: yeah I hate that word <laughs> I think I said to someone once I think you can shove your shoulds <laughs> not fucking doing it <laughs> see
1: ya <laughs> exactly it's not i should it's i choose to or i choose not to yeah it's a and, choice. This is, and this is our power of creation
0: mm. yeah what do you what do you desire and choose to create mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: more stress or more flow and joy and ease yes. there's actually a beautiful teaching i was listening to today by a guy called bashar i don't know if you've heard of him or not but he made this really beautiful statement that when you're in your flow when you're in creativity when you're in the now he said you know life gets to be as easy as breathing like things just flow you know and there's no kind of force or or control like he said allow whatever desires what you desire allow it also desires you so allow it to come to you with ease and effortlessness and joy and fun and playfulness. Um, you know, but because we're so conditioned in that patriarchal side of way of forcing work and hard, work and, hard, push, push. push. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a belief. Like I have to work hard for my money. I have to, you know, force whatever. And I just I'm like, well, that's a big bullshit belief. It's about getting into an alignment. You know, it's like even the other day um, I was saying to someone, I just launched like, you know, 60-minute private one-on-one sessions because people were asking, well, can you just, do you have just one-off sessions? And um, before I'd even created the page, what whatever, like this, a woman out of nowhere on the other side of the world found me on YouTube, contacted me and said, I need to have a session with you. I just know I do. Send me your details. And I said, cool, well, I've just started this 60-minute. Here's the link. Book in. There's the payment. Done. And it was amazing. And she was a SolarLine client. But because there wasn't that force or that hustle, it was just flow and, you know, you get into the feeling of already having your divine clients and you're just in that joy, like let God work out all that technical stuff. Like it just shows up in the most bizarre ways. And so it's what I say to people is that if you can just let go and trust and, and go with the flow and and be in that joy, which is a high vibration, that Mm -hmm. things will start to turn up in the most, ways beyond your imagination, the way you can even conceive. But we get so caught in the how and what's it going to look like and expectations that we miss out on the magic and the creativity of it.
1: Well, I, I think part of that too, mm-hmm. Ellen, um, because when you said trust, I think that's a big mm-hmm. thing for most of us because we, because we have had, you know, a lot of reasons not to trust because because externally we've been let down right externally we haven't been supported we haven't been encouraged we haven't been acknowledged or valued or cared for and so then we then we lose our own sense of trust in ourselves and I think Mm -hmm. this this is all tied to all of that this stuff that we've been talking about right it's this judgment and shame and well, then I don't trust myself because I don't trust my judgment or because, you know, because I was with this jerk and he treated me awfully. And so my judgment is terrible, you know? And so how do, how do we learn to, because I've had this mantra actually for the last three years, well, actually my whole life pretty much, but surrender and trust. (laughs) But, But it's so challenging. It can be so challenging because I, I don't know, maybe because why do you think that's why do you think that's so
0: well that that the the challenging and that those heavy emotions and those fears and that that's that's where the work is. That's just the old beliefs around that flow and that not trusting. Because who you really are trusts, you know, it 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 feels it's almost like, um, I don't have a pen or a band, but say like my finger here is source energy. So that's where we're all from or a spark of source. So this is like divine love. And then what happens is, um, I don't have a rubber band on me, unfortunately, but normally what happens, so when we're in alignment with source energy, we naturally feel abundant. We feel trust. We feel well-being. We feel joy. We feel loved up and luscious and, and it flows. But what happens, and this is what your emotions are for, your emotions are also your internal guidance system from your highest divine self warning you when you're out of alignment with the love and truth that you are. So source is here. And then what happens is we get externalised on you know, identified with the external world. So, okay, for example, I had a really awful relationship, you know, all this abuse happened to me and we start to come away from source and we become identified with this story of being a victim of, Mm -hmm. you know, um, this I, this body, you know, this awful thing happened to me. And then we go into this story and then we get identified with that story of, you know, You know, I'm no good enough or I'm, you know, I can't trust myself because of this. And then you have all those emotions of anxiety and fear because that's your inner being saying, beloved one, that's not your truth. Who you really are is trust. Who you really are is love. Who you really are is abundance. So you're identifying with a story that's not truth. And it's just all ego. And ego is not a bad thing either. Ego is just part of your mind. That's actual job is to help navigate you through the physical world. But what's happened is we become. fell asleep and became identified with our egos and our body and our story and our name and our past and our future as us. And then we become identified and we fall asleep. And then that's when we get suffering and pain because we're completely identified on a material world that dissolves. Relationships dissolve. Everything dissolves. Everything is born, created and dies. But if you've created an identity and dependency on something looking good or feeling right or whatever for your source and that dissolves, then you have that suffering. So that trust, you, you, who you really are already trusts and has perfect faith. But it's the stories and the, the beliefs that you have bought into and fed and identified with is what you have to clean out in order to come back into that source, if you know what I mean. So it's like, who you are is there, then you just got all this junk in your trunk that we clear out. And clearing that out, like I was saying before, can be through that painting.
1: Right. You know, it
0: can be writing about it, it can be dancing about it, it can be singing about it. Let it come out of your body. You know, let it move energetically out of you. And you don't become identified with it anymore. And then the truth of who you are can start to emerge. And the truth of who you really are naturally trusts and feels good. It's like, I was going
1: to say, it's like a baby who just, you know, like, I think I read this, like my daughter with her, her necklace was all tied up and she's just like, here, mom, can you fix this? And then she goes away and she knows that when she, when she comes back, it'll be done. (laughs) Right. She doesn't stand over me and say, well, are you going to do this? And how, you know, you need to do it that way. And which is what we try to do because we feel so out of control ourselves. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to just like surrender. (laughs) I'm not in control. Like the only thing that I'm in control of is what I choose. Yeah the way that I show up in the world, the, you know, the, the experience that I want to have um, because I, I think a lot of times, you know, we, th- this, is, this is about reclaiming our own sense of power and sovereignty and, um, you know, remembering our truth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like purging so that you can emerge into the truth of who you really are, you know, letting go of everything that's not who you are. You know, and that's something that's happening in this great awakening at the moment. Is you can see it on a mass scale. All -hmm. the structures are falling away. Everything that's not who we really authentically are is dissolving. It's going.
1: Where is it? And people are
0: freaking out.
1: Where is it it going?
0: (laughs) Oh, where's my identity? Where's my job? (laughs) It's who I am. Like, no, honey, you're not your job. (laughs) You're not your bank account. You're beyond that. Yeah, that's and it's it's interesting. But I think it's, it's being as well, something that's coming through. And this has been in my own journey recently as well, because I'm about to go to a whole new level. And so from where you are to where you want to be, there's always that transition phase and you know yourself, you've been through it many times as well. And it's like, whatever is no longer in alignment for where you're going is going to come up to be healed and released. And I think what's really, really important is to be super kind and gentle with yourself through that process and allow whatever's coming up, whatever feelings are coming up, allow them to be because that's where your gold is. And like a lot of people I think get to that transition phase and they either give up or like, you know, they don't trust or then they go into judgment or they go, oh, it hasn't happened the way I expected it to or it hasn't gone this way. Whereas if we can allow it to flow and trust that we're being guided into that next level and we're letting go of the old oh, beautiful things take place. So it's that, yeah, as you are saying, surrendering. But in that surrender, allowing in that moment whatever is to come up to be healed and released
1: hmm and that's mm-hmm. I think that's also part of you know th- this is the way that we operate in the world it's like we have to feel it to heal it
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have to process it and um, and be open to what it's trying to teach us you know like oh that doesn't feel good so what feels better Right? What feels better? What feels lighter, more peaceful, easier, more flowing? You know, as opposed to I'm trying to swim and I swim upstream and this is really hard. And, uh. and, and, then you, and then you wonder why you hit all these roadblocks, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, if I just surrender and mm. I listen and I pay attention then it's like you get the you get these ideas like oh do this and you're like really why what what's that about sort of like my pod, <laughs> sort of like my podcast <laughs> do a podcast <laughs> really why what uh, okay what's it for I, I still don't know what it's for i mean i hope that it's helping people <laughs> i hope by having these conversations you know that we recognize all of our normal human struggles and challenges you know <laughs> And that we're, we're really, we're really spending our whole lives fighting against ourselves, you know, like fighting against our truth. Like you've been talking about. I mean, I say this too, it's like you were born out of love, regardless of your birth circumstances. And I think you have these situations in your life that make you forget that, that
0: And so you, Mm. and
1: so you spend, you know, the majority of your life, like remembering that truth. Yeah. And so you have all of these things that happen to you in your life that maybe make you doubt, you know, cause you to doubt or cause you to Mm -hmm. question or cause you to judge or cause you to, you know, forget. And so this is, I mean, this is the work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that.
1: So, tapping into what's already there uh, that you've been ignoring for who knows how long. Yeah,
0: <laughs> everything you seek yeah is within. And I think suffering and pain in itself is a gift because it forces you to rise above your circumstances and to seek that peace and that that healing and that love and that well being. Because um, I remember years ago when I was I you know, had a very abusive relationship, you know, very toxic abusive relationships and, but this one in particular, and I'd had a motorbike accident and broke my back. So I was disabled. Oh my
1: gosh. Wow.
0: Very like I had a lot of, and the relationship was very abusive and he took off with another woman and rubbed it in my face. And it was just under a lot of stress. And, um, and it took me a long time to recover from that. And I remember, but I had so much pain, so much suffering. And I'll never forget, I was standing in Singapore airport one day and I just cried and I just looked up at the sky. And I didn't believe in God at that time. I didn't have any angels. I was very egoic, very kind of mainstream. But I just said to whatever was out there, I said, fucking help me because I cannot live in this pain and this suffering anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I had chronic post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, eating issues. Like I was just very sick woman. And I remember this almost like this energy pulled me into the airport bookshop and there was this book on the shelf that said, Holy Cow by Sarah McDonald. And if you ever get a chance to read it, it's a really funny book. She's an Australian um, DJ or radio presenter, but she talked about her experience of a meditation and something in me in that book. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I have to do that 10 day Vipassana retreat. And I went and did my first sitting down in Tasmania. It was 10 days of absolute torture. <laughs> it was like 17 hours of meditation a day. 17 um,
1: hours?
0: 17 hours a day. Whoa. But it was broken down. So was up at four in the morning and then you kind of had breakfast and lunch and a bit of a break, but all the way till nine o'clock at night. But I worked out because the ego kind of goes, oh, how many hours am I sitting on this cushion? <laughs> it was like my butt's hours getting hours big. <laughs> oh, it was huge. It was huge. And, um, So one of the things I realised in that um, experience was like, because I remember feeling all this, so all your pain and trauma, it manifests as physical sensations on the body. And I realised through this process that what we're actually reacting to is not the person, is not the situation or what happened to us, but an actual sensation on your body. So when someone has, you know, and that, that sensation is part of like an emotion or a memory. And so you'll find that when you do these meditations, and you have to sit there very still and you observe whatever sensation arises on your body Whatever comes up for you. So the uncomfortable painful emotions are your mental defilements of pain and suffering and your pleasurable sensations are your cravings You know for that pleasure or for that thing So when you remain equanimous and you just be with what is you don't feed it, you don't identify with it It actually dissolves and leaves your being and so what I came to realize, I had this incredible experience in that 10 days where I was sitting there and they have this thing for an hour where you, um, started the tana I can never say it, but you sit still for a whole hour and you cannot move and you just sit there. And it was this intense pain around where I'd broken my back. And I remember this fire just started to, it was almost like a fire, like burning feeling started going around my spine. And then I was crying and I'm like heaving through it. And I'm thinking, I can't take any more of this. And then all of a sudden it shattered into like, a, it was almost like shattered into billions of stars. And in that moment, wow. I realized my whole body dissolved. And I realized in that moment, I'm not my body. I'm not, I'm not Ellen. I'm not this, this shit that's happened to me, this pain, this suffering, this abusive relationships. I'm none of that. And I let it all go in that moment. And my back, amazingly, after doing meditation, freed up. And I was actually able to start turning my body because before then it had been all kind of seized up with trauma. Yeah, wow. And so it was this beautiful experience that, you know, you heal and release through the body and the sensations in the body and the emotions. And that's where we do our healing work. And you can be free of, so even if you're carrying stuff around your husband or ex-husband or ex-partners or whatever's happened to you in your past you can heal and release it it's not forever it's not going to take you years and lifetimes to get over unless you choose to unless that's your path and you want to but it's so I'm finding like through things like working through the body using art painting you know that medicine that awareness that working with the subconscious mind the sensation of the body you can actually heal and release things very quickly it doesn't take time it takes alignment and it takes by going within and doing the inner work so I've kind of gone on a bit of a tangent there, but
1: <laughs> no, it's not a tangent. It's all it's all part of the package.
0: perfect. Yeah. yeah.
1: So when so when you're in alignment, you mm. feel what
0: ease. It's like a joy. It's peaceful. It flows. Um. It's it's almost like just being in this space of being held and and that like we're talking about well, trust and you just know that everything's going to be okay and. I know like, and it's still an ongoing practice for me. I have days when I go right into a future that doesn't exist and I start freaking out and I'm thinking already of my son when he's a teenager or going to university, whatever it is. You should yeah, freak
1: universe. out. You should freak out about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I just sort of like come home and like, hang on, he's only just coming up to two years old. Calm your farm, enjoy this moment with him because that's all you have is now. And I'll come aware of my breathing, I'll come back into my body and I just observe. And then by coming home to the present moment and being in my body and feeling my body and the sensations, I just relax. And because you come out of your thinking mind, you just come back into the present and it's like, oh, and your peace is always now. It's always here. It's always accessible. That stream of well being is always there we just come home to the present moment to access it and access it through our bodies. Uh, cause I think a lot of the time we're too much in our heads, we're too much out here in the material world and we forget that simple truth. So yeah, I was yeah. going to say you, you
1: either, you either think of back there, you know, like when, or, or, you know, out front of you like, Oh crap. When?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Rather than
1: where, Oh, I'm, I'm right here on this really cushy couch. I'm having this lovely conversation I have nothing else in the world to, you know, concern myself with because this is a beautiful space I'm in.
0: Exactly, and it's now. And so, being in alignment is being in the now, and focusing those thoughts and your energy on how you want to feel. You know, how do you want to feel? What do you want to create? So that's why um, a lot of masters teach about a daily attitude of gratitude because gratitude is a very powerful emotion, you know, of well-being and appreciation. Uh, those sorts of things. So they they help to cultivate those emotions of well being. And it's when we're in that space of well being, is that when things can flow and things can come to us because we're not resisting it. We're not kind of swimming upstream and fighting things and having expectations of how it should look. Uh, You know, it's like the divine universal intelligence is just incredible and has such a higher, more higher standard than what we have for ourselves and Mm -hmm. has such a more creative way of bringing things to us. But for that to happen, we have to let go and trust. We have Mm -hmm. to. And it's hard. I still struggle with trust sometimes.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I I I I think that's just the human experience is, you know, we have these wobbles. And so to not, uh, so to have some compassion, you know, some compassion for yourself when you're having those wobbles, it's like, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to redirect myself? Because it's like, who am I being in this moment? Because while you were talking about, you know, your emotions, I was like, well, sometimes I just want to choose to be angry at my kid who's being a total jerk, (laughs)
0: There's a beautiful teaching, um, I'm just trying to remember his name, Matt, Matt Kahn? I Khan. think it is.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and he has this beautiful, um, I really love it, it's such a simple technique, but I love it when he teaches, um, say to yourself, I love the one within me who feels angry right now. You know, mm-hmm. I love the one within me who feels super resentful. Um, and I just, and I love that because it's then that, you're, you're shifting that acceptance of, of, you know, however it is you're feeling rather than judging yourself saying, oh, I shouldn't feel angry, I shouldn't be judgmental, right. resentful. Like, And I do that exercise where I'll place my hands on my heart and when I feel yeah. my, my inner being being upset, I say, hey, sweetheart, I'm here for you. You know, what, what's mm-hmm. this about? And she'll tell you. And I think that's the other thing women and men need to do when you feel stuff is that compassion towards yourself by you know placing hands on your heart and speaking to yourself with love, kindness, compassion, because it's just your inner being wanting your reassurance, mm. that little child within you wanting right. your reassurance and love. And so when you can meet that part of you and say, sweetheart, I'm here for you, what is it you want me to know? She'll bloody tell you, you know. I know when I'm not looking after myself or I'm not, um, I'm being too busy because she'll chuck a tantrum. And I'll go, okay, sweetheart, I'm here for you, what do you want me to know? And she's like, I just want to fucking sleep. I'm tired. And I'm like, okay, we're <laughs> going to go have a sleep. <laughs> and then she's happy. <laughs>
1: No, I, 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 I do say, I do say that though, like when you're having these, you know, t- tantrums or whatever, it's like, what age are you, you know, mm-hmm. which, which, which part of you is saying that. And, um, you know, because kids, they don't censor themselves, you know, what two year old who's having a temper tantrum goes, Oh, I'm going to choose not to have a temper tantrum right now. It's like, no, they're just, you know, freaking on the floor, screaming and kicking and yelling and you know, whatever, <laughs> crying.
0: Like, I, know, it's I just like, want to do that now. I know. And it's almost like I find like with my son as well, there's so much in the moment because like one moment they're losing their shit. The whole world is just awful and over yeah. it and they can't handle it. And the next minute they're sitting on the couch, smiling, happy, playful, <laughs> just like, like two extremes in two minutes.
1: <laughs> like, Most, some people call that multiple personality disorder. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, but I think that's the, I think that's the thing. It's like, sometimes we get stuck and we, we don't know how to, to make that shift, but kids, Mm -hmm. because they express it somatically, you know, through their body, running or kicking or crying or screaming or however they do it, um, then it's like, then it's released. Yes.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I think coming back to that painting we are talking about before you've explained it beautifully there is that when you're say moving it out through paint that's exactly what you're doing it's like what a child would do is just release it uncensored unapologetic primal yeah. um yeah let it flow let it go um and i think that's yeah that's coming back to what we were first talking about in the beginning i think that's a beautiful summary of of that analogy yeah. yeah, letting it out of the body because that's all it is. Like, I don't know if you've heard of Melanie Tonya Evans' work. She specialises mm-hmm. in narcissistic abuse recovery. But she has one simple healing tool and it's quantum freedom healing. And um, and that's all it is, is going into the body and releasing the trauma. And then when you've released the trauma, the love consciousness of who you really are comes through naturally because mm-hmm. that trauma is not there blocking your light. And so she has this incredible technique, which is just healing hundreds of thousands of people around the world, like people with chronic, um, you know, trauma from narcissistic abusive relationships and that, that would normally be in therapy for years or years for the rest of their lives are literally within a few days, jumping out of bed and getting on with life and feeling amazing. Cause that trauma is just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that again is going into the body and whatever tool works for you to heal and release that trauma. You can't, Cause I think our old way of healing is like, Oh, go and sit on a therapist couch and talk and talk and talk and talk about it. Right. But it's feeding that story. Right. Whereas if you heal the trauma and the blocks, then right. yeah, who you are can emerge.
1: Yeah. Cause, cause sometimes, uh, you know, I, I talk to people about, you know, when you're in that moment of chaos and not flowing, <laughs> um, <laughs> Then, then it's like, that's the time where you have to go, it's okay, sweetheart. It'll all be okay. You know, like, what would you tell your two-year-old, you know, who was having a temper tantrum? Would you, would you yelling? And, you know, it's like, no, you say, it's okay, honey, I know you're tired. I mean, you, you are aware, like, I know you're tired. I know you're hungry. I know you're whatever, disappointed. Um, and so if we just did that with ourselves, wow what a gift
0: be amazing (laughs) we'd have a lot more healthier happier world
1: (laughs) let it flow let it go i like that
0: yeah and i think another one that just quickly came through is that in the mess it's in the mess that we heal and it's Um, in the mess that we create you know uh, and it's that because i think it's well when when we're in the mess when we're in that chaos we judge ourselves and we think "Well, i've got to have it all perfect i've got to have it all figured out i've got to be that like we're talking the show you know um who am i to teach this or be this when i've got all my other stuff going on i'm the same like you know as healers and teachers and leaders we still have our own shit in the background going on you know but when we show up we're there to serve and and share that you know it's like in that mess is where our our power is to learn to heal and to grow and to create new things um because you think about it when it's when life's running smoothly and joyfully and wonderfully and all perfect, and it's like woo. Yep. You know, not, we're not I'm exactly. Not, really I'm not like having growing. any lessons.
1: Yeah, I'm not having any lessons right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not e- being tested. Well, it's easy to be nice to people who are nice to you. It's not as easy to be nice to people when they're not, you know. So it's like, who who are you in this? That's why this work is all internal, right? Because it doesn't matter. what's going on around you it doesn't matter the chaos it doesn't matter everybody else freaking out or feeling afraid and whatever it's like where is your peace yeah it's absolutely right here you are the center now yeah you're you're beautiful
0: thank you you too dawn Like you're my soul sister you're gorgeous
1: <laughs> oh you too yeah i mean when we were talking before we started recording i was like oh my gosh we could talk for hours and hours <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know it's like you know when you like meet your soul brothers and sisters because it's like this connection it just flows and yeah. you just chat it's like you're on the same wavelength because i think sometimes as well like Um, us women who are here, you know, we're like yourself, you know, we're here to birth a new earth. We're bringing in new ways of being and doing. And it's not always an easy journey to kind of feel a bit lonely because you might find like in your day-to-day life, most of your community and family and friends, they don't really understand, you know, what you actually do or what you're going through or you're here to bring through. And there's a lot of, um, I think there can be a lot of loneliness on this path as well, you know. So I think it's really important when you do find your people in your community is to have that support of like-minded souls. Cause it's, yeah. it's not an easy journey. <laughs> it can be really bloody tiring.
1: <laughs> Speaking of your, uh, your awakening book that you mm-hmm. took part in, you want to talk, tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I can mention that. So um, beautiful book. I think oh, I was, I think I was talking to the um, publisher the other day and she said, it's like the book that she's had the most, like biggest group of women, I think it was like over 48 of us came together. Yeah. It's interesting. 48 is abundance, the number. Um, so big group of us, but it was a beautiful book um, of all of us women from all around the world, from different cultures and backgrounds and how we've gone on our own journeys to learn certain things. So my chapter was about money being a divine spiritual divine. blessing because I feel as women, we have a lot of shame and guilt around money, especially earning money for natural gifts, talents, and abilities, um, receiving, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of baggage around that. And we've been told, especially as spiritual healers and teachers or what change makers, you know, it's evil or bad, but it's just energy.
1: You can only so, charge $5 for your two-hour rangel reading. I was like, what? That's crazy.
0: That's how, like, like I guess... Unwell, I, I say unwell, because I had so much trauma around, mm-hmm. you know, who I was as a woman. Like I even actually remember, because I was going through university as a mature age student. I did a landscape architectural degree, and it was one of the most. <laughs> I never recommended a design degree because it's like full on. Um, but at that time, I was going through a massive awakening then as well, and I was being called to be a spiritual healer and teacher. Yeah. And I remember running even these big classes in my apartment in Sydney, and just everyone there was talking about their anxiety and fear around money and not wanting to charge people because they were told that, you know, spiritual work should be given for free. And, um, and that's something I've learned on my own journey. It's an exchange of energy. It's just a tool. Money is just a symbol that represents energy and exchange of energy. And it comes from, you know, source. It's part of source source energy, part of love consciousness, right? It's all source. Yeah. And so it's not about your source of abundance that doesn't come from your clients or people. It's like how do you feel about you and whatever your situation with money is and whatever is going on with your money is actually a mirror what the relationship you have with yourself that's going on. So my relationship with myself at that time is I didn't like myself. I had deep self-clothing. I thought I wasn't good enough, worthy enough. Who am I to teach this? You know, I shouldn't get money for this. Um you know, I should give everything away for free. And as a result, and I talk about that in my chapter in the book, is I ended up burnt out, resentful, and fucking hating being a spiritual teacher and healer. Because I was like, well, this is a shit paycheck.
1: <laughs> I was like, that's like, not very spiritual of you.
0: <laughs> no. no, exactly. And I've since learned it is actually spiritual to be rich. It is spiritual to live a life of love, abundance, and joy. It's a spiritual mm-hmm. service to be abundant and to be love And, but allowing, it's just as it, so what I've learned is just as you give, you need to allow yourself to receive.
1: receive. And
0: women, and it's interesting because receiving is your feminine energy. Yeah. So we've been so caught up in the give, give, give masculine, then we don't allow the balance of the feminine of receiving. Yeah. That that's up. where the disconnect is. Um. And so that's why you get burnt out and exhaustion and massive insomnia issues and people have all sorts of stress and anxiety because they're too much in that mask and they're not allowing themselves to receive. And so now, like, when I did that big shift, I went from $5, $10, $100, $1,000, $10,000, 100 That Like, you, you keep expanding and evolving and, and going into more. And there's always more available. But if you're feeling like, okay, why isn't this flowing? Why isn't this happening? What's going on within me where I'm not allowing myself to receive? What story or belief or pattern do I have to let go of in order for that to flow?
1: That I need to give. It's more important to give than it is to receive. It's like... mm. Vomit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Glad I got rid of that one. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think that's very common for women because we are conditioned to give, 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 give.
0: Yeah, but we need to allow ourselves to receive because it's in the receiving that we get nourished, we get supported. And um, I actually remember when, at the time, when I started seeing the angels and I had a big team of angels of abundance around me and they said, beloved one, it's time now that you start charging a bit more. And I'm like, no, no. I remember in the bathtub one night and they they literally, they don't care where you're at, what you're looking like. They just come on in and (laughs) and they're like, I'm in, in the bathtub. And they're like, beloved the one, it's really time that you upped your prices, sweetheart. Like, this is just not cutting it. And I'm like, no, I can't. No, I can't. And that's the time when I had the $5, two-hour uh, thing going on. Uh-huh. Um, I said, okay, I'll do <laughs> $10. Like...
1: Hey, big spender.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, because I also believed as well that I could actually only earn a living doing a mainstream job. You know, that's why mm. I went and did landscape architecture. I right. ended up in corporate architecture for quite some time. and and suffered chronic anxiety as a result. And I was surrounded by a very, a lot of very, um, you know, strong men and i always felt really kind of, you know, stupid and dumb and not good enough. And, um, and I think that's been another shift as well because, yeah, letting all of that go as well and saying, know, oh, I am good enough, I have got this, you know, I'm a very creative woman, I know my stuff, but it's, again, trusting yourself and coming right. home to that. Yeah. Right.
1: It's an ongoing awakening journey.
0: Forever, it's eternal. we <laughs> will <laughs> see you in a thousand years, and then we'll be—you probably won't even have bodies. We'll just be—we've <laughs> transcended the physical.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Evolving. Yeah. Um, okay. The the I'm trying to be conscious of your time. Um, but the the last question I usually ask Ellen, it, not usually I always ask this question is uh, because my podcast is called wake up to real love. How do you define real love?
0: Mm, connection. I think it's beyond words, to be honest. It's like, it's the formless it's everything. It's you, it's all living beings. It's everything that you see. And it's also everything you can't see. And it's, it's, labelless, it's nameless, it's, it's energy, it's pure, pure love, and it, it, it's in everything, permeates through everything. So I think you are love, I am love, everything is love, even the couch we're sitting on is a vibration of love. It's, it's what's created this world and the universe and beyond, and I think it's infinite, limitless, mm. divine. Mm. Yeah. Beyond words. <laughs> That's why and I try to, to have
1: people define it. <laughs> <laughs> because it is.
0: And I just put a label on something that I think I was reading as quickly a saying that said God is just the label, mm. but God is love mm. and it's beyond labels. And I thought, yeah. Yeah. Here it is. That's beautiful.
1: Mm. You're beautiful. You You too. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank you so this.
0: much for having me. It's been great. It's been <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so
1: how do so how do people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Where can they work with you if they want to work with you?
0: Yeah, beautiful. So I've just got my website at the moment, Um, and I'm also running, I run an eight-week immersion called the Lit Up and Rich Academy, and that's where I take people through the process of um, you know, cutting, clearing and removing their fears, their pain, their limits um, and activating their soul's purpose and their prosperity codes to co-create a lit up and rich life with their creator. So it's a sort of big eight-week immersion. So I tend to sort of say to people, you know, com has got a lot of the information and also resources and there's also the Lit Up and Rich light Workers Facebook group as well um, that people are more than welcome to come join if they feel called to. So, yeah, we kind of talk about everything about money, sex, God... <laughs> healing all that sort of taboo stuff (laughs)
1: taboo which taboo which we're which i'm trying to make mainstream yes
0: yeah Yeah. i'm
1: trying to normalize it it's like get all like taboo should not even be taboo we should just be allowed to to be really (laughs) express all of these aspects of ourselves which absolutely and that's our love
0: exactly and I think that's something that's happening in the new world that's coming through It's already kind of here is that we're actually even business the way that we do business and the structure of businesses is dissolving and it's more just showing up as your full authentic bright self and sharing Mm -hmm. your gifts Mm -hmm. and because I think sometimes especially like as entrepreneurs we get really caught up like yes you have the masculine like the the structures and the support system in place but there's also got to be this creative flow where it feels good and joyful for you right and I think if it's not and it's like, okay, what do I have to realign in order to have that? Right, and
1: there's, mm-hmm. and there's no hierarchy, you know? I mean, I, I, think, I think because a lot of times we think, well, you know, well, that person's doing the same thing as me. It's like, well, they're them and you're you. So even if they're doing something that's sort of similar, the way that they do it because of their own experiences is going to be different. And yeah, so, exactly. and, be, and because the universe is abundant, then there's room for all of us to share our gifts. I mean, this is what it's about. It's like, I don't need to hoard and protect there. There's not, you know, like that doesn't even make sense. It's like, we're here to share and to connect and to, you know, have these beautiful like experiences with each other, these beautiful encounters um, that all help help us remember our truth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So ooh,
1: you are so yummy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. <Mwah. laughs>
1: so thank you so much you. for being here. Um Keep a happy- yeah, anytime. You're so welcome anytime. Um yes, thank you. So- listeners, I know that you will have enjoyed this because this is an amazing conversation. And so if you feel, uh, you know, if this was helpful to you, would you please subscribe? If you think that it would be helpful for somebody else that you know, please let them know, uh, you know, because we are trying to help wake up people to real love, you know, that, That, uh, you know, to help people remember that the most important relationship that you'll ever have is the one you have with yourself. This is why it's so important for you to find your own sense of alignment, to, you know, be in ease and flow, to, to feel what you need to heal, you know, to constantly be doing your own work so that you can show up in your fully expressed highest potential. You know this is this is the gift that you give yourself and this is the gift that you share with the world so um yeah so hashtag everybody wake up to real love <laughs> <laughs> so thank you thank you thank you um ellen you're beautiful thank beautiful you goddess queen what were the other magical being oracle wild woman did i miss <laughs> one? did i miss one
0: uh, there's either the oracle, magical maiden, the queen, and wild woman. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: i <laughs> salute <Absolutely So>, you.
1: <laughs> so, ebb and flow between all four, and that's really interesting about you know charting yourself for 12 weeks. That'd be a really fascinating. Experiment. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, and let
0: me know how you go with that if you decide to do it because it's just it's very healing and very empowering as well because you go, Oh, that's my cycle, yeah. and then it's no more trying to do things how you're told to do or you know, against, against your how, how your natural body
1: is feeling. So, yeah. yeah. So many Absolutely. gifts, so many gifts and wisdom and insights you've given Ellen. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here. I really appreciate My it. My pleasure. All right. Lots, lots of, of love, love to you and uh, everyday listeners wake up to real love. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.
0: subscribe to the wake up to real love podcast leave five-star reviews and of course share with your friends you can find dawn on various social media platforms at dawn richard or at the awakening with dawn